What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here and excited for today's episode because I'm going to be doing some birthday reflections. So when you're hearing this episode, it's going to be the day before my 28th birthday, and I'm actually going to be spending my birthday this year, hopefully, fingers crossed that everything goes okay, in Costa Rica. So just pray that by the time you're listening to this episode, I'm in the jungles of Costa Rica, fully disconnecting and reconnecting to my soul. I'm so excited for this trip. I really feel like it's in such divine alignment with what my soul needs right now. So I'm very, very excited for that. But today's episode, I wanted to do some reflections on the past year and just kind of go over with all of you my main sort of like takeaways or the biggest lessons from this year, kind of the the staple things that I've been teaching and working with my clients on, just the, the things that have stood out the most to me in terms of my work in the past year and the lessons that I'm actively learning myself through my own journey of life. But before we dive in, I wanted to just set the scene for you because right now it's like such a vibe for this episode. So it's late November as I'm recording this and it's a bit like gray outside today and there's like the lightest misty rain going on and I've got my English breakfast tea next to me. I'm wearing my cozy fleecy jacket. I have fuzzy Christmas socks on. My candle is lit and I have had Taylor Swift's All Too Well stuck in my head for nine consecutive days. (laughs) So that is where we are at. If you haven't listened to the Taylor's version release of the Fearless album, wow, it just like took me back so hard to high school. Like I feel like that album, if you're around my age were the songs that were like our breakup songs for high school relationships and just like life in general at that time around like 2012. So it was such a trip to like, it was such a trip down memory lane to go back and like listen to that album and also the the new edits and like the new versions of some of the songs. Like, wow. So that was fun. Um, but it has been legitimately stuck in my head for nine days I kid you not like I'm anything that I'm doing whether I'm washing my face or making lunch or like I just find myself singing all too well out loud like at this point I'm kind of like wow am I ever gonna have any other songs stuck in my head like it's getting a little bit it's getting a little bit worrisome (laughs) but anyway that's where I'm at right now so before we dive into this episode I also want to let you guys know a little secret that I haven't really talked about anywhere else except for between me and my assistant as we're planning it, (laughs) but I have decided that I'm going to run the reset challenge again this year. So this is a 10-day challenge that I ran for the very first time last year at the start of the 2021 new year. And we're going to do it again this year at the start of 2022. So basically, if you didn't hear about it last year or you're newer around here or you didn't get a chance to participate or even if you were in it, like let's just do it again because I think it's such a great way to start the new year. So essentially, it's a 10-day commitment to move 
meditate, and manifest. Those are our three goals every single day for 10 days. So basically the first two weeks of the new year of January from the 3rd until the 14th, we are going to be moving, meditating, and doing manifestation challenges every single day. So the challenge runs from Monday to Friday for the first two weeks. Like we take the weekend off because, you know... (laughs) integrate (laughs) so but that's what that's what the challenge is and I I provide you with the resources to help you be able to do that so I give you six pretty intense like challenging workouts and I give you four guided yoga flows so I'm teaching and doing alongside with you the workouts and the yoga flows in real time so you get these videos that you can just follow along with there's music I'm kind of like screaming at you sometimes, motivating you. Like we do the workouts together, which I think is the the most fun part. So we're not doing them live together. It is a pre-recorded video. So you can do it like if you're in Australia or if you're in the UK or if you're on the West Coast of the US or wherever you are, like you'll be able to do your workout whenever you want, whenever works for you and your schedule. But it's not just like I tell you what to do for a workout. It's a video that you actually get to play and like watch me do the workout alongside you. So I love that piece of it. So you get some form of movement every day for the 10 days of the challenge. And then I also provide you with 10 guided meditations. My guided meditations that I give to my clients, the guided meditations that people receive inside of my programs. So you're going to get to experience 10 of these guided meditations, one for every single day of the challenge to help you stick to the challenge of meditating every day. And then I'm also going to give you one mini manifestation challenge every single day. So this is going to be a tangible action or prompt that you're going to complete that's going to help you get into the energy alignment and vibe of what you're calling in for the new year. So I just loved this challenge last time we did it and the women had such cool transformations inside and a lot of the women that actually did that challenge are people that throughout the past year have ended up working with me in some way or another so it's been really cool to see their evolution from starting with me in that little 10-day challenge to then becoming a client in a program or a private client of some kind so that was really cool and I'm just excited to do it again because I think at the start of the new year we always get this fresh energy like we just get this injection of motivation and inspiration that we that makes us want to revamp our lives and although we know that that is and can be short-lived and you know over the years probably a lot of us have set new year's resolutions or tried to like start fresh or get on top of health goals or whatever it is at the start of the new year and then watch that slowly start to fade That's a very real thing, but I also think like if we are in a place where just because of the change of seasons and the change of the new year and the holidays and all of that is giving us this like fresh, inspired, excited vibe, why would we not capitalize on that and use it to our advantage, right? So in the very first two weeks of the new year, when all of that is really high for us, we get to come together in this group of like-minded women from all over the world and support each other and keep each other accountable and get into the habit of moving and meditating and manifesting every day. And even if, you know, those things naturally start to wear off through the progression of the year, 
I think it's still really valuable to take advantage of that fresh inspired energy at the start of the year and channel it into something. You know, the work that we're going to be doing inside of the challenge um, and the prompts that I'm going to be giving you, the manifestation challenges, like all of that is still going to hold weight and carry power through the rest of your year, even if you're not moving and meditating and manifesting every single day for the rest of 2022, which none of us are going to be able to do that and and never have a day off, right? That's unrealistic anyway. But I think by starting out really strong and setting the intention and channeling that inspired energy into something really beautiful and productive and transformative, you kind of like set the tone for the rest of the year. You know, it's kind of like a morning routine. When you wake up in the morning, they say the things that you do in the morning set the tone for the rest of your day. And you've probably seen this play out in your own life. Like if you wake up one morning and you're like scrolling through your phone and suddenly you're like really distracted on Instagram or TikTok or emails or whatever, you kind of notice that the rest of your day feels a little bit behind. It feels scattered. It feels like you're always kind of trying to catch up or get focused again because the thing that set the tone for your day was something that was making you feel anxious or scattered or disorganized or unfocused, right? And so I like to think of that window of the very beginning of the new year as kind of like the morning routine of the new year. And so we want to be really intentional with what we do in that space and the person that we're practicing to be in that space and time. Because even though we may not consistently continue all of those habits, patterns, and behaviors throughout the rest of the year, we've set the tone you know, and I shared recently some of the manifestations that I wrote down in a journal from 2018 and they've all been ticked off they've all come to fruition they've all been materialized and manifested into my reality and the truth of the matter is is from 2018 until now I wasn't consistent all the time I wasn't always doing all the best things I wasn't always on top of my habits I wasn't always in my morning routine like I'm still not and so I'm a real firm believer that you can still manifest when you're experiencing ups and downs you can still manifest when you don't feel your best you know and so it's never about maintaining this energy throughout the entire year but it is really helpful and important and relevant to set the tone right that's like the moment where we put the pen to the paper and we write down the manifestation in progress and then one two three years down the track we look back and we're like holy shit all this stuff has come true right and we weren't consciously thinking about making it come true every single day we weren't consciously moving and meditating and manifesting and, and working with our crystals and doing all this stuff every single day. But because we set the intention and because we are practicing to be a next level version of ourselves, the best that we can with whatever life is throwing at us through the ups and downs of the year, those things still come true. Those manifestations still come to pass. And So anyway, that's a long-winded sort of explanation for why I love the idea of the Reset Challenge. And I think the main thing that I like about it is that we get to do it in community. Last year, we had a pretty big group. So I hope that we'll have a pretty big group again this year. So if you're wanting to do this challenge... 
know that it is not on sale yet, but keep your eyes and ears peeled on my Instagram account at underscore Samantha Daily because I'll let you guys know as soon as the doors are open and pre-sale is ready to go and you can purchase your ticket. But know that tickets are going to be 55 US dollars. And that's going to give you access to all the workouts, all the meditations, all the manifestation challenges, and a free copy of my ebook, New Year, New Magic, which is if you have listened to the podcast for a while and you're like, wow, I wish Sam would write a book. I did. And it's, that's it. <laughs> it's not as long as a traditional book, but I wrote, I did. I wrote a book <laughs> and it's called New Year, New Magic, and it's all about manifestation and it's really centered around how to create a whole new phase of your life. So some people download this ebook, you know, not at the start of the new year, but obviously if you get it for free as part of the reset challenge, it's going to be really relevant for this time of year and where you're at and kind of starting fresh. So it's 87 pages. There's stories from my real life. There's photos from my real life. Um, and all of my best like manifestation tips and tricks and hacks and the science behind it and the energetics behind it. And there's 14 pages of guided prompts and journaling and worksheets at the back too. So if you're looking for more resources to really like go in in this next year and make 2022 an incredible year, whatever that means for you know that you get free access to that ebook when you join the challenge. So again, tickets are not available yet, but they will be soon. So keep your eyes peeled. I just wanted to let you guys know that it's something that we are planning on doing. And if you participated last year, I'd love to, I'd love to see you inside the challenge again. I'm going to be doing the challenge with everyone. And I, I know it's going to kick my booty. I know it's going to be hard, but that's the point of a challenge. And I'm really excited to like get that reinvigorated refreshed sense of mind body and soul because that's the the three areas that we kind of cover in the reset challenge with our three daily goals or tasks so know that that's coming up keep your eyes out for that and without further ado let's dive in to today's episode welcome to the makeshift happen podcast i'm your host samantha daly entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. my biggest lessons and takeaways and the things that I've been learning and sharing and teaching throughout this year. I'm just going to go through what I've written down here as kind of like general ideas and speak to each one a little bit. And yeah, we'll try to keep it concise, but <laughs> you guys know me, I can talk. So I'm just going to jump right into it. The first one is this idea of authenticity. I think this year has been a really big teacher for a lot of us around the idea of authenticity and what that means to us individually. But one of my biggest lessons is learning that authenticity is the greatest filtration system that you could ever have for your life. And by showing up as your 
true authentic self in your opinions, in your expressions, in your emotions and feelings and all of your beliefs and all of that is the thing that is going to filter out the people that aren't actually the best match for you. It's going to filter out the experiences and the conversations and the relationships that aren't actually serving you. And it's going to allow in the people and relationships and experiences that are a match for who you truly are. Which brings me to the next concept that I've written down here, which is something that I'm saying so often lately, which is polarize to magnetize. And you've probably heard me say this before if you listen to the podcast or follow on Instagram, but what this means is that you know, it's really important that you have an opinion. It's important that you stand for something. It's important that you don't just try to fit in and follow along and do what everybody else is doing and say what everybody else is doing and live how everybody else is living and achieve all the same goals that everybody else is working towards and just like fall in line in a sense with the societal programming that we've all been conditioned from. It's really important for you in your life to become polar because when we're speaking about manifestation in particular, whenever we want to attract things into our lives, people, experiences, money, good things, goals, all of that, in order to become magnetic, you must be polar. And so if you think about an actual magnet... The only reason that a magnet is magnetic is because it has polar ends. You don't get magnetism without polarization. And so if you are trying to please everybody and appease everybody and be good with everybody and, you know, have everybody like you and everybody approve of you and you never step on anyone's toes and your opinion never offends anybody and you just keep swallowing your truth or what you actually want to say or what you actually believe or the questions that you have or the emotions that you want to express because you just want to be liked, you want to be accepted. You can do that. And there are unfortunately lots of people that live their entire life that way. But if you do that, you will never be magnetic. Because you only get magnetism from polarization. And so being polar for me means being fully who I am, being exactly who I am, using my voice in the way that I want to, saying the things that I want to say, being unapologetic, having an opinion, standing for something, believing in something, knowing who I am, and what I believe in and what my values are and what's important to me and standing by that and not letting everybody else just sway me like a tree branch in the wind. You cannot be swayed when you are deeply rooted in the truth of who you are and what you care about. And that's how we build the foundation of our own magnetism is by being brave enough to be polar. 
The next one is kind of along the same lines. And you, again, it's like a lot of these are going to be things that you've probably heard me say somewhere, sometime, at some moment, because these are the biggest takeaways, the biggest lessons from the year, right? So it wouldn't be, it would be weird if I started sharing things you've never heard before as the biggest lessons of the year, because I share everything with you guys, especially through the podcast. So the next one is, the quote by Mark Groves that I'm obsessed with and that you've probably heard a million times on the podcast, if you don't stand in the truth of what you want, you'll inevitably get what you don't want. And again, like these first three in and of themselves are all about being who you truly are, owning what you want, showing up authentically, right? knowing what's for you and what serves you and being able to say no to the things that don't. So what this quote means to me, if you don't stand in the truth of what you want, you'll inevitably get what you don't want. It means that if you are unable to reject the people, experiences, conversations, and things that are not of service to you, you will inevitably keep attracting those things, right? So if you know, "Mm, this person isn't really on the same page with me, their energy is not really serving me, they're not a match for me, this relationship isn't serving me anymore, like this feels unequal, it feels one-sided or whatever the situation is, because again, this applies to literally everything in your life. But if you're realizing that, and that is your truth, right, of this feels misaligned, I don't feel connected with this anymore. I know that this isn't a representation of what I truly want and deserve at my highest level. You're recognizing that, but you're choosing to swallow that truth and just keep going and keep saying yes and keep playing along. That's when you inevitably get all of those results that you don't want because you're not standing in the truth of what you actually know you desire, want, deserve, and need. So this means being able to not only say no to the things that you know are not of service of you, but once you do that, that is the thing that's going to open the door for you to be able to say yes to the things that are of service to you, right? We've talked about this on the podcast before with the example of dating. And I think it's just a really good example because it, 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 um, kind of clarifies what this means in a really basic way, right? Excuse me. So if you go on a date with someone and you're like, "Mm, they're really good looking, like seems like they maybe have a good personality, but I'm getting fuckboy vibes or maybe they've said in one way or another that like they're not really looking for a serious relationship and you are, or there's some other minor red flags going on but you choose to swallow that to brush it under the rug to disempower yourself away from your intuition and say no 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 like maybe maybe that's not it maybe maybe he's great or maybe he'll change or maybe this that or the other thing I'll just keep going along with it I'll keep talking to him I'll keep going on another date with him I'll keep sleeping with him I'll keep doing whatever right 
this is like a really basic example of someone who's not standing in the truth of what they want. They can see very clearly for whatever reason, whether it's physical, energetic, or some other type of red flag that's let them know on an intuitive level, hey, this isn't really exactly what you're looking for. Like it's kind of what you're looking for, but it's not exactly what you're looking for. It's just like a dangling carrot. It's like, hey, you really want love and connection. So here's like, maybe this could be love and connection, but it's not the kind of love and connection that you want. It's not the quality of love and connection that you want. And you're seeing that, but you're choosing not to honor it. And that's when you just, you, you, you get the results that you continuously say that you're so sick of and that you don't want, which is someone who's not giving you what you need, who's not providing like the commitment or the level of love and support that you're hoping for. And to be honest, at some point throughout our lives, we have to be able to recognize like that's on me. You know, like we can't control the actions and words and behaviors of other people, but we can control how long we allow them to be in our space. We can control how much access they have to us. We can control how much energy they take from us, right? We allow on some level those things to happen. And so this quote is just a reminder of wherever in your life you feel like you may know that something's not 100% what you want, it's not really right, it doesn't feel aligned, but you're doing it anyway to stop to set a boundary, to say goodbye, to choose something new. Because if you don't stand in the truth of what you want, you inevitably get what you don't want. The next one has been a big one for me personally. And if you've listened to the episode on the podcast about crazy faith, you will know at least one of the ways that this has showed up for me in my life. But trust me, this is... You know, this has shown up over the past several years, I would say, in many different ways. And I assume that it will continue to. So it's not really that new, but it's this idea of making friends with uncertainty. And this has been a big lesson for me, as it has for so many, because the past two years in particular have been littered with uncertainty. I think we've, as a collective, probably never faced this level of uncertainty in our existence as humans uh, yet, right? For those of us that are alive right now on the planet, this is probably the largest form of, of uncertainty that we've ever been met with. And so I think this is a lesson that's relevant for so many of us is how do we make friends with uncertainty, And I shared this quote in the other episode about crazy faith, that faith begins where certainty ends. And it's so beautiful, yet so obvious because it's like, well, yeah, duh, right? You kind of, you listen to that quote and you're like, well, yeah, that, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like, cause as soon as you don't have certainty, then you need something else to believe in right? That's where faith comes into play. So it makes perfect sense, but sometimes we don't, we don't think of it that way. And so that has been a huge lesson for me throughout this year and all the uncertainty that we've faced in so many different ways, you know, not only with the pandemic, but also just with like 
our personal lives and our relationships and the futures of our careers and the future of our countries. And so much has just been left hanging in the balance. You know, it's been really hard to make any kind of plans because as soon as you make plans, you almost immediately have to make peace with the fact that those plans may never come to pass. They may get changed. They may get canceled. You may lose your money or your reservation. Like it's just a whole new way of moving through the world. And it's shaken a lot of people to their core because there's so many of us who are dependent on the need for control. And this is, although it's really normal, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy. And I myself am a person who loves control like I always have I've wanted I've wanted and needed to be really organized to know what the plans are to plan ahead of time to you know whatever like pack the suitcase perfectly to be prepared for all outcomes you know like if you're a person that likes to think ahead and plan and have control this year has probably been a deep spiritual experience of learning how to surrender And most of the time when we are receiving a universal lesson, it's not actually that fun. (laughs) You know, like we, we think about like, oh, my universal lesson, like the lesson the universe is trying to teach me. Most of the time, those things are really hard and they're not fun at all. So if you feel like you've had a shit of a year or things have just been really difficult or heavy, I want to remind you that you are likely learning a really, really important lesson and you're being being invited to go deeper within yourself and accept things that you once did not have the capacity to accept. And one of those things for me personally has been uncertainty. I think, you know, if this had happened at a different time when I was younger, when I didn't have all of my spiritual practices in place, when I hadn't completely shifted my mindset and my outlook on the world and had like a spiritual awakening and all of that, I think that it really, really, really would have shook me a lot harder to my core than what it has. Thankfully, I've been pretty okay throughout the entire experience and I really believe that that is thanks to the mindset work and the spiritual work that I've done over the past few years of my life because those are the foundations that I can always return to. Like the level of trust that I have is incomparable, inconceivable to how I would have experienced all of this change and uncertainty when I was in high school or when I was in college, for example, I think I probably would have went really far into victim mode of like, why is this happening to me, to us? Why now? This sucks. This is horrible. And although all those things are still very true, it's not actually the thing that I naturally focus on. The things that I naturally focus on are just so different now. And I really think that that has been the guiding light that's been the thing that has been able to shepherd me through this intense experience of uncertainty and learning how to make friends with uncertainty. The next one is 
You don't need all the answers to move forward. The answers appear in response to action, not the other way around. And I love this because it's something that I work a lot on with my clients, especially my business clients. Because we have this tendency to feel like until I know all the things and all the processes and all the systems and every everything, I can't start. I can't press play. I can't press post. Like I can't get going. And this is the biggest mistake that we make, right? Is by waiting and waiting and waiting. Because if you are waiting to feel ready, if you're waiting for things to be perfect, you're going to be waiting forever because there's never a right time to do something bold, to do something that requires you to move outside of your comfort zone, that requires you to have a hard conversation, that requires you to be brave, to, you know, take bold action. Like there's never a time that arrives and you're just like, wow, I feel perfectly ready to quit my job. Or wow, I feel perfectly ready to start coaching clients. Or I feel perfectly ready to have a baby. Like we're never really ready. We just hope that we are and we press go anyway. And so this for me personally is coming up right now around some transitions that I'm making in my business because, you know, we've been running from burnt out to badass since 2019 which is crazy to think about. The first round took place in the fall of 2019 with just seven women. And since then, over the past three years, we have ran the program over seven times and we've helped hundreds of women at this point radically change and transform their lives, relationships, careers, bank accounts, and futures. And it is one of the things that I am the most proud of. Like it's, it's seriously such an amazing piece of work, but my own, I'm on my, I, I'm a human too, you know, like I'm a person too, and I am in my own evolution. And there is a part of me that feels like it's probably going to be time soon to move on from that program and allow space for something new and something fresh to fall into place, but I don't even actually have a plan for what that is yet. I have no idea. Like I, it's not even like I have a program idea in mind and I'm already creating it. And so that's where I'm going. No, I got, I got nothing. (laughs) I got, I got nada. So I'm reaffirming to myself, like, you don't need to have all the answers in order to move forward. Like I still need to be able to move on and continue to evolve without feeling ready, without having all the answers. And I think by creating space for something new to to drop in, that will naturally happen. But it's very scary when you don't have a plan to just let go of something that's working and that's amazing and that's beautiful and that is so good. And, you know, it's the lifeblood of my business right now. It's been the main source of income for me for the past couple of years. Like that's a really scary thing to 
love and release something like that when it's working. But I think it's just because my, my, my own soul is evolving and it's calling for more. It's calling for new. It's calling for fresh. And I have to create space for that. I have to be willing to let go before I have the next step, before I have the next answer. Because as this lesson is showing me, the answers appear in response to action, not the other way around. So I have to be willing to release my grip from this thing in order for the next idea, manifestation, creation to come into place. So yeah, the very last live round where I'll be still coaching live and doing the embodiment sessions and the live Q&A coaching calls inside of From Burnt Out to Badass is going to be in, in January. It's going to be open in January. So that's just a heads up for anybody that's been wanting to work with me in this program that has changed so many women's lives and is so crazy impactful. Like this is going to be the last live round. So I highly suggest if you've been thinking about it, I know that people DM me all the time, like I'm going to do the next one. I'm going to do the next one. <laughs> and like eventually things do come to an end, you know, like things just don't always stick around forever. So if you are one of those beautiful souls who has been waiting for the push to feel ready, this is your reminder that you're probably not going to feel ready at all. And the next round is going to be the last round with live coaching from me included. So highly suggest if you're interested that you go to samanthadaily.com, you click on courses from Burnt Out to Badass and you get your name on the wait list because it tends to sell out. The next one is spirituality isn't what you do, it's who you be. And this one is this one, this one is a lesson that I think I'm learning myself because there are a lot of people who are operating under the guise of spirituality, but maybe their heart isn't fully in it or Behind closed doors, they're not exactly a true representation of what that means or they're not fully practicing what they preach. And it's just, it's disappointing when you witness this in your own, in your own way, in your own life, right? Because this isn't a new concept, right? That, you know, people claim to be one way and then <laughs> turns out, look, guess what? <laughs> They're fucking not, right? That's not, that's not a new concept. So this idea of spirituality isn't what you do, it's who you be, I think is really relevant to the industry that I'm in and the work that I do because yeah, there's some people that will claim and preach all about love and compassion, but then turn around and act very, very differently to anybody that maybe disagrees with them or challenges their idea of what's right or what's acceptable and actually treats people with a lot of judgment, even violence sometimes or emotional violence. And 
this has been important for me to recognize because being being a person who is in integrity with what you teach is so important. And it's important to me as a coach and as a practitioner and in all the work that I do that I am living up to the ideas and concepts and things that I share with the world and with my clients, right? Like being in integrity. And unfortunately, not everybody is. And that's been a really sad lesson to witness firsthand, especially over the last year and just see how, you know, a lot of people can say one thing and then totally do another, right? And we've we've seen this in religion since like the beginning of time, right? <laughs> like it's not new that someone's like love and light and then you're like, the fuck? <laughs> that doesn't feel very love and light to me. That doesn't feel very Christian to me. That doesn't feel very whatever to me, right? We've seen this like over and over again. So again, it's not a new concept that sometimes people are not exactly who they say that they are or they're not living in integrity with the beliefs that they teach or preach to their audiences. But yeah, this has been like um, an interesting one to look at over the last year, especially in my industry. Spirituality isn't what you do, it's who you be. And so if you're not practicing being a kind, loving person, and practicing non-judgment not only towards yourself but towards others then that's that's where the work is to do you know we can all journal we can all buy crystals we can all burn sage we can all get a tarot deck we we can all do all those things because they're not fucking hard it's not hard it's not hard to create an image of who you want to be what's hard is actually being who you want to be. It's responding to people with love and compassion, even when you're being met with hatred or divisive language. Like that shit's hard. And it's a practice. Like nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect at all by any means. But I do feel that I'm in in integrity in the fact that I am actively always working on it right? So if somebody triggers me or if someone leaves a nasty comment to me, I'm actively working on, okay, how do I want to respond? Not just reacting from a place of, yeah, emotional reactivity, but I'm actually like, who is the person that I want to be? How can I meet this person with love? How can I answer this or respond to this with compassion? Like I am doing that and I may not always get it right. I may not always do it perfectly, but at least I'm doing the work, you know, as I suspect that most of you listening to this are also doing. Which kind of reminds me of this idea in Untamed. You guys already know, like I love the book Untamed. If you haven't read it yet, like girl, (laughs) fucking hurry up. (laughs) So Untamed by Glennon Doyle such a good book but this conversation around like spirituality isn't what you do it's who you be reminds me of a part of the book when she's with her who's now her wife Abby and her wife Abby is someone who was like really shamed in in the church as a young girl and always kind of taught that you know it was really wrong and it was 
sinful to be gay and she knew on an internal level that she probably was gay and so she always felt like she was wrong she was dirty she was unworthy she was unaccepted and so naturally (laughs) she grew up to be like a really um avid atheist of like just totally going against god going against church going against spirituality of any kind and i think that's really natural but there's this part in the book where glennon i think she was invited to like speak at some church for something and she wanted abby to go with her and abby was like i i don't like going to church like i can't go to church because i'm you know i'm not loved there i'm not accepted there and because church was the place that taught her to hate herself essentially So the important part of this is that Glennon basically reminded her that like church is not God, you know, none of these physical things and we can relate this to new age spirituality and all that kind of stuff too, like crystals, tarot, astrology, human design, like whatever is your connection to the great beyond, let's say, is not actually God like those tools are not the universe or source or whatever right you are God's source energy universe you are a unique expression of all of the gifts of the universe and so what Glennon said to Abby was like church is not God God is within you church is just a place that we visit But, you know, you can walk out the doors of the church and when you walk out the doors, God walks out with you. And so I just think that's a really beautiful sentiment to kind of like close this idea of spirituality isn't what you do, it's who you be. Because no matter what you believe, again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what words resonate with you. What matters is that you believe in something that makes you feel good. We did a whole episode about this. I think the episode is called This Philosophy Might Change Your Life. So if you're intrigued by this idea or if you're triggered by this idea of God or spirituality or whatever, I invite you to go listen to that episode. But it doesn't matter what you believe because ultimately spirituality isn't any of the practices that what you believe may guide you to do. It's who you be as a person. It's how you choose to show up. It's how you present in your life. It's how you treat yourself and how you treat others. And that's the most important is to be in integrity with that. The next one is relationships are the greatest mirrors for where we have work to do. And this one is, this one is good because I think there's a really big narrative around like the idea of you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else. And like, I get, yeah, like I get that, that there's nothing wrong with that. But what what happens sometimes with that idea is that women especially feel like they need to be fully healed before. Before they can get into a relationship, before they can start the work of attracting their ideal partner. And I think that's just a a big misconception because first of all, we're never truly healed. Like (laughs) we never are just like, I'm fixed now and I'm perfect and I will never have any other problem ever again. Right? So if you're waiting to be healed to like get into a relationship, 
mm, you might be waiting for a long time. Um, There is something, of course, to be said for spending time on your own to really get to know yourself, to find yourself, to listen to your own intuition and your own desires without having to always, you know, be sharing your time and your energy with somebody else. Like that's totally valuable. And I think that everybody should spend time on their own between relationships so they get a kind of like recalibration in a sense of like, who am I? What do I care about? What do I want to do? How do I want to spend my time? What are the thoughts in my head? What are the emotions in my heart, right? Like that's all super important. But when you do get into a relationship, that other person is going to be the most divine mirror to reflect back to you all of the places where you still have work to do. No matter how much work you do, you'll get into a relationship and the person that you're in a relationship with, the person that you're in a relationship with is still going to trigger you. Like they're still going to say things that upset you. They're still going to do things that upset you. Like you, you, you never are just in a relationship and never have a single tiny minor problem. And so the, this idea is about understanding that that is the purpose actually of relationships because I think so often we think oh my relationship should be perfect my relationship shouldn't have any disagreements it shouldn't have any arguments it shouldn't have any anything it should just be pure love joy perfection sexual desire and chemistry and all of that and nothing else And that's not actually the purpose of relationships. I think the purpose of relationships on planet earth and the reason why we need love and connection is because those people that we love and have connection with, even if they're not romantic relationships, are mirrors. And they will always help us continue to evolve and grow if we are willing to see it that way. If we're willing to be like, wow, that's so interesting when he or she just said that, it made me feel whatever type of way. What is that? Interesting. Why do I feel so enraged? Why do I feel so embarrassed? Why do I feel so upset? Why do I feel so triggered? Why do I feel so anxious? Why do I feel so angry? Like all of it is a divine learning experience, which is the coolest thing ever when you actually think about it. Like the people that are brought into your life are there to serve a very particular purpose, which is to help you evolve to push you into evolution. And so if you've had relationships in the past that didn't work out or that were toxic in some way or that whatever happened that was not good and you didn't want to be a part of it anymore, it kind of brings a new perspective to it of like, oh, but that was the thing that gave me the lesson that taught me this. And now I love myself a little bit more or now I know myself a little bit more. Or now I understand what works for me a little bit more and what doesn't work for me a little bit more. Like mind-blowing, right? Relationships are the greatest mirrors. It's the purpose that they serve in human existence is to show you, hey, here's where you still have work to do. Here's where you still don't feel whole. Here's where you still don't fully love yourself. Here's where you still don't fully trust yourself. Fix it. Go work on it. Dig deeper into it. But unfortunately, we see those things 
And a lot of us avoid it, push it down, or run away from it. But if we can understand this lesson that relationships are here to teach us, to push us into our own evolution, man, like we will evolve at such a faster rate. Okay, we're getting towards the end now. The next one is comparison will never lead you to your soul's deepest knowing. It will only take you further away from it. So uh, the, the example that's kind of coming up for me with this is, you know, we know comparison is bad, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard that a thousand fucking times. It doesn't stop us from comparing, right? Like how many times do you need someone to say like, comparison is the thief of joy. And you're like, bitch, I, I get it, but I'm still fucking doing it. <laughs> right? So we know that comparison is bad, but I've put this on the list because I think wording it in this way is, I don't know, it's a little bit more impactful for me. It has a little bit more meaning for me. So I'm going to read it one more time. Comparison will never lead you to your soul's deepest knowing, only take you further away from it. So we think that like by comparing what we have in our life or our career or, you know, our kind of like life milestones or whatever to somebody else's, we think that that is going to give us the answer of like, oh, well, I should get married or, oh, I should have a baby or, oh, I should buy a house now or, oh, I should have this much money or, oh, I should do this. I should be loving my job or doing something different with my career or, oh, I should look this certain way or, you know, have these certain items because then it will make me look like I'm more put together or whatever, right? We think that by looking outside of ourselves at the examples that other people are giving us of how to live and how to be, that we will find inspiration for what we need to do to become who we want to be, right? Oh, look at that body. Okay, I should get a body like that. Look at that house. I should get a house like that. Okay, look at that relationship. Ooh, I should get a relationship like that, right? But comparison is never actually going to give you those answers. It's not It's not a way to to access your soul's deepest knowing. It's it's just taking you further away from it because you're externalizing everything and you're getting more and more disconnected away from your internal truth of what you desire, of what you value, of what's important to you. Because all of those other images and examples of what other people are doing and how they're being are just distractions. Because all of the answers are already within you, but you have so many distractions around you that you've completely shut yourself off from accessing those answers, right? And so the way that this has shown up for me was probably two, maybe two years ago, two or three years ago. I was in a phase where I was first really getting into personal development, right? And when you do that, you get like so enveloped and obsessed. And, you know, maybe if you're listening to this, you're someone who's in that phase right now where you're reading all the books, you're listening to all the podcasts, you're like, oh my gosh, okay, this is like changing my life. What the fuck? And you want everybody in your life to kind of be on board with it and you want to share it with everybody. And so I was in that phase of my personal development journey where I was really, really awakening and like, whoa, mind blowing. And I started comparing a lot 
my relationship to other relationships that I saw of other coaches or podcast hosts or leaders in the space. And I felt like, oh, you know, they have these partners that are like all really into personal development as well. Like their partners are authors or podcast hosts or coaches or, you know, they're doing the work or they're trauma healers or they're Reiki practitioners or they're whatever, right? And I'm like, maybe, maybe I should have a partner like that. Like maybe, maybe I need to be with someone who's doing this work on a deep level too. And it sent me through this whole kind of like spiral of comparison with relationships where it really made me doubt the person that I was with and the the relationship that I was in. Even though I was happy and things were good, comparison made me think that maybe I should have something different. That maybe there was something better out there or more aligned that I should be going after. And what was interesting over time was that I watched a lot of these public relationships of these people that were in the space and, you know, both kind of doing their thing. Like those relationships, a lot of them imploded. Like divorce, dramatic breakups, like a lot of people in the personal development space that were in these partnerships with other people that were also in the space. Like they, they just, it was like they were dropping like flies. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And it just, it, it, it gave me this sort of epiphany of like realizing, oh my God, like I've been comparing my relationship to somebody else's because I thought that it was one way. And of course, it's never the way that we think that it is. And what you see on social media is never the full truth. And maybe what I thought that I wanted or what I thought that I needed actually like wasn't it at all, you know? And it's interesting because as soon as I let go of that feeling of like my relationship should be different or my partner should be more in this world, in this space, like maybe I should be with like a yogi or a spiritual teacher or whoever. As soon as I like set that down and I actually let go of it, because I was like, wait, that's not right. That's so wrong. Like I've based that idea off of fake information of what I've been perceiving from social media. So fuck that. That's canceled. I'm done with that idea. I set it completely down. My relationship became the best thing that I've ever had in my entire life. Like the person that I've been with, we've been together for over six years now. And we have never, never been more in love than we are now. Like, you know, they always say like the honeymoon phase wears off. And I think, yeah, like that's psychologically and scientifically, it's true. Like the level of dopamine and serotonin and the anxiety that you kind of like have in the beginning of excitement and stuff like, yeah, that stuff does wear, wear off. But I've never in any of my relationships ever before experienced like such an extended time of joy and happiness and gratitude and love and support and that actually like continues to go up 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 you know I'm just kind of like waiting like are we gonna hit like a peak and then come crashing down like I don't think so but it's it's so interesting how as soon as I let go that idea 
that I got from the act of comparing, everything got better. And it's actually not weird. Like it makes so much fucking sense. (laughs) Like wouldn't that just be the thing that made the most sense ever is like when you stop thinking that you need something that somebody else has, what you have becomes more valuable. Mind blown. So I definitely wanted to share that one with you guys. The last one, the very last one I'm just going to share quickly is that past lives are a beautiful teacher and they are a way for us to peer into the window of our soul and witness the experiences and places that we've already traversed on the earth plane at some point. And this is included in my lessons for and reflections on the past year because like it just it has to be in there like I became a past life regression uh, practitioner in this year which was huge I experienced my own past life regressions and witnessed some of my own soul's journeys in other bodies and other lifetimes and it's been such a cool self-awareness tool to be able to get to know my soul on a deeper level you know we talk about self-awareness a lot in the personal development space and I think we can build a lot of self-awareness around who we are right now in this lifetime but it's totally different to get to know who your soul has been in other lifetimes like it's just another layer you know it's a deeper level so that's been a huge lesson for me and been such a integral part of my own evolution not only as a person but also as like a teacher and a practitioner because it's something that I do now it's part of my work so If you guys didn't know, I do um, past life regression therapy sessions and they are one-off sessions. So you can just book one. You're not like locked in for any number of sessions or months. And it is a beautiful, incredible spiritual experience of being able to witness the past lives, um, some memories from your past lives. So very, very cool. If you're ever interested in that, you can always send me a DM on Instagram and we can set one up for you. But there you guys have it, my birthday reflections as I am about to turn 28 years young. (laughs) I feel so much like myself. I feel so in tune with the rhythm of my soul. I feel so incredibly grateful for everything that has happened for me in the past few years. I feel... So grateful for you listening to this podcast and tuning in every single week and sharing with your friends and helping me spread far and wide the things that are changing my life and my clients' lives. Um, So yeah, I'm very, very excited to go into this next year, this next trip around the sun. I'm going to ask for my birthday the same thing that I asked for last year from the podcast community, which is to just leave a review on Apple Podcast for the show. So if you love the show, even if you've already left a review before, I would love if for my birthday you would give me the gift of reviewing the show doesn't have to be super long, just a couple sentences, maybe an episode that you really loved or something of that nature. 
because it really, really helps support the podcast and it helps other people find the show and let them know that it is a quality listen and worth them pressing the play button. So thank you guys so much for being here. Keep your eyes out for the reset challenge coming very soon. And also if you want to put your name on the wait list for From Burnt Out to Badass, don't forget to do so. I will leave a link in the show notes for you to do that. Or you can just go to samanthadaily.com. All right. Sending you guys so much love and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.